0: This it feels, feels surreal actually like You know that sort of way That's me, my name is Fran Gore Doesn't it? To me it feels it's like right. Surreal sort of know? That's Martin Gore I don't know whether to call him an uncle or a brother But I'll come back to that later
1: Yeah this apparently This is where they wired She took a tone and then come over here And said she wanted to get to the chosen Job right over here
0: we're in the grounds of the church of the Holy Family in Ockham Street. It sounds nice, doesn't it? You wouldn't think we're in the inner city. It's the first time I was down here. It's a mad, strange feeling alright. It brings back to all sorts of memories. Brings back too much feelings. I just feel very emotional and very sad, like just to think, like you know what I mean. Just brings back up a lot of feelings.
1: But as far as I know, it was here, it was along long hair somewhere, Anyway, because used to drink over there along the wall. Or over there in the tree, over there in the corner with all the cans and all that. Dude the drinking over there. But think took whatever way she got up or something, she just didn't feel well. Staggered over here, job right over as far as hair. And uh, as far as I know, then I think he just went down and got somebody to get an ambulance. The rest, they say, is history. That's where she died.
0: Mary Gore, who brought me into this family, died here two years ago. She was 52. Well, she probably thought she was safe beside the church, and so she was yeah, she her had her beliefs, had, yeah, like, you know? I still have her beliefs. And that's a, why she uh, wanted to make her way back to the church. Maybe she,
1: she wasn't... I wouldn't think she was frightened, even. The fact that was here. You know, probably it was in the doorway in the street, or... You know, like I said probe or ship or whatever the fact that it was here it was probably the fact that I was quiet and just thinking well, like she probably knew in her heart that well this is it this is my final moments look where I am right beside the church so maybe it wasn't so so frightening for her I mean some people would think if they were in a hospital and they were dying or so they had way equipment and all would probably scared the life out. It probably just the fright alone would kill them but I think probably here was, I don't, what i think thinking that's probably now I'm married to was she probably felt you know, he's probably accepted them all.
2: That
1: he is, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Saying, OK, I know, this is it. But where I am, and the fact that I, I can handle it. But most of it, I think for we'll out Joe with her on the night yeah. to think. And, like, I know what the fact... I was was over there, somewhere over the the right? that they were probably drinking there. Because I, I know Joe told me that uh, she wanted to get to the church, get over to the church. Now, after that, I don't know what happened. When, when I was speaking to him, I, God love me, he was all over the place. So I can only assume he'd probably got one of the priests or somebody ran out on the street and somebody got the ambulance. But it was definitely here anyway. Definitely here.
3: And that was her final demand to be brought down to this church?
1: Yeah, over to the church, to the door of the church. It's no way to go, was it? It's no way to go. But here's a kid actually growing up in the house. James was never a dull moment with her, I swear, that, I remember years ago, I was very, very young, but it would have been, say, a few years down the road, you're hearing stories, you can imagine seven kids crammed in this house, it was never a dull moment, Leading now 24 or 7 or whatever, Marty, now my oldest brother, now, James, they idolised each other, but growing up, there was always a little bit of friction with them, and they used to have this thing about, they'd be each other, now, your mother would probably tell you a better version of it than I would, because obviously I was we was that at a later stage. But if save the old Brother Steve, we'd be reading the newspaper, and like the corner of the paper would obviously fall down, but that'd be pointing the whole direction. And she'd be saying, Ma, he's pointing the paper at me. He's crying. And then she'd probably go out and get a cup of tea or something, so she'd point the handle at him. I was just It sounds so stupid but when you think about it, but it was always a Marty... It'd end up in the laughing anyway. It'd probably start off series... But she'd always tried to make a laugh and turn it into a joke.
0: Marty was homeless and an alcoholic. We travelled all the places around Manor Street that reminded us of her. This was the first place we stopped at. Martin was getting upset. I oh,
1: was too upset, I don't know do anymore. No. Yeah, I wouldn't do any more. Do you want to go down with killing yourself? Wait, wait
0: on Martin's driving but he won't get out of the car. This area haunts him. It haunts me too. I see Marty everywhere.
1: I, said, I I don't even drink in my own local since she died, because Mar- that's where Mardy that used to go out to the time, say so, hey, well 70% of the time she got a cans in the the, the the glimmer, I drank the glimmer and uh, I was actually only talking to Susan last week Susan and really about it, out there this programme and uh, she saying, God, man, I haven't seen you, and I haven't been down in a the while there's too many memories down here at me all about Marty, like, regardless of other people friends or whatever you want to call them but uh, when I think about Marty I said, oh no, well, I can't, I can't even, I don't even like, I won't even drive. If I had to go to town, south side, I'd go away the Oil and Bridge. And normally like, the, the logical way to be come down here, down Manor Street, and now, if i going over to the south side, I don't even have to be family on the south side, I'd go Oil and Bridge way. Right? Even if they're taking traffic, I'd rather go that way. I don't like coming down here, it's too, too, too many memories for me. And to think this way, I should do i Oh, stop it.
0: Marty wasn't always an alcoholic. She was a tomboy and a great footballer.
1: Over the years, I even going to school and that myself. You'd be meeting people, and you would you, hear the name, like our name Gore. It's not a very common name, but especially down Dublin in particular, people meet Gore. And I would say to you, "Do you want to Marty Gore?" Say, "Oh, Marty's keyboarder." Ah, oh, and the just some of the stories you hear about her. But literally, everybody knew, and I've never, I have to say, I've never actually heard anybody say a bad word about her. He was always very fond of us. Or, oh geez. and I always reverted back to the one thing. JC was so footballer. No, I you actually I used to go out to him when I was a kid He went and see them playing. And I even here in Cabra there was a big green up there out in the house. be up there playing football. Now would I'd say if there was twenty kids running around that pitch, I get into there, there was only one one female and that was Mary and she literally run rings around him. I think now if I'm not mistaken oh god I can't remember she probably would have been 20 maybe 21 at the time but she was invited for trials down at Daily Mount Park there was some French club come over like French football was bigger at the time ladies football and anyway and for some reason another Marty didn't go later transported, and over the years I was often asked now she you was know, football crazy I said wouldn't you go she said look I love the game for the sake of the game She said, but I don't see it as a, a future as a career said, I I wasn't interested all I wanted to do was just play the game and that was it
0: I suppose the area that I associate with my auntie Marty would be starting from from uh, Hanlon's Corner that be- it becomes Prussia Street right the way down where the- there's an extra vision there where outside Tesco, you used to see her there like sometimes having a drink on a sunny day and that you know, it looked like she hadn't got a care in the world but I'm sure behind it all she had like you know, and then as you come down Prussia Street, she used to actually live in a house in Prussia Street before she was actually became homeless like her life was going pretty good at that time and she lived there and then as you are further go down Pusher Street it becomes um, Manor Street there's Stanhope Street there which I think is a treatment place for people that suffer from alcoholism that's on it as well I used to see her there a lot and then you've all the pubs then you've loads of pubs and loads of off-licenses as well in the area so there's a lot of there's a lot of people drinking around the area and a lot of people drunk around the area so yeah and then it goes right down to Blackhall Place and then the James Joyce Bridge, she used to be sitting there with Joe and that on the sunny days and that you know, on the new bridge. And that's it really. That's it. And I suppose the Simon community, that that'd remind me of her as well. Like And even though she was staying in the, the Paul Trust over the south side, she'd always seemed to make her way over to, over, over uh, here, like for whatever reason. She probably just felt as Martin says, she probably just felt comfortable in the area, it felt accepted in the area and nobody judged her. Well, nobody from around here, really, because people could identify, they could they could relay. Maybe they grew up in a household where there was alcoholism, that mother or their father was an alcoholic, and it was like part of life, really, you know, that sort of way. It was so they accepted it, so it was familiar to them. You see, Marty wasn't my burnt mother. Back in 1980, my real mother was struggling to raise three kids. Marty knew her.
1: Fran refers to me as his uncle, I refer to Fran as a, a kid brother. But the Marty's eyes, Fran was her son, the son she never had.
0: I was only two years old when Marty brought me to her family home so I could be read by her mother and father.
1: It wasn't it wasn't Marty's son, although it may as well have been as it turned out. It was, it, it was, it, Marty was looking at Fran's mother. And now, look, I, I know the way you ain't going. I know the way you're going, but there's a difference here. I haven't got a child. You have. Marty was scared. She didn't want to see Fran... I think she felt that Fran the way the way the situation was going with Fran's mother, that she was gonna go down a certain road and the road for Fran was if he was still with with his, his mother, the authorities would have stepped in somewhere along the line and he would have ended up in the home. And I think Marty seen that. She she seen that danger. And she was more bringing Fran here and getting me out to moon him at the weekends and then the bond then my mother and my father, and I remember if I'm not mistaken, my mum saying, Oh, no, he says I love him and Fran, and all this. My dad was saying, Look, James, we're getting on in years now, do you really need And because of the fact that it was making me mother happy, me dad agreed. So at some point, I can't be 100%, but at some stage, there was agreement came that, Look, we'll him, and that's exactly what they did. And then my dad said, Look, we do this the right way, do it legally, that at least that event does happen. Fran's mother can't come back, say a year, two years down the road. She gets her act together to say, I want my son back. So they went through the procedure, the court procedure, so he was actually legally fostered up to the age of eight. and at that stage then, France, it was up to his choice what he wanted to do in his life. But at um, remember moment, I couldn't be a hundred percent the accurate times, dates or whatever. But that was that was the day. But that was purely down to because I think Marty seen the pitfiles. She wasn't basically looking at her own life or... Too much worry about. She was more concerned about Fran.
0: Um, I suppose my first memory would be just bringing me off to see my other brothers and that, in in, in the home, like you know, just stuff like that. She used to bring me over every Sunday to, to see my other two brothers who were in in the in the home. So yeah, that would have been the earliest memories. We felt oh, like. like Looking back now, I probably felt like the lucky one. You know what I mean? Because I felt like that I had I had a family, I had a family that I had someone that was looking at me and to love me. And, you know what I mean? And I just felt that they hadn't got that at that time. That that reminds me of Marty as well. That there Well, see that Stanhope Street. That's right, yeah. Just make that
1: line where
0: you there as well. Yeah. All around this area, everywhere, the whole lot. There, yeah. Some sometimes when you're just driving, by it just hits you, then you know what I mean, and then it brings her all back up. And you know about how you know, much you miss her and how much you cared about her? And, how much you wanted to be able to do something for her, but at the end of the day you couldn't. That's the old, one of the worst things, like, you know what I mean? You wanted to be able to fix her. You wanted to be able to get her and shake her, but you couldn't, like, you know. There's nothing you could do. Just being so helpless. That was one of the hardest things for me. Was it the hardest things for you? No, man. No, man. Just a normal relationship, like. It's like a mother son when I was younger, and then I was more like friend, like sister, brother, or nephew, auntie, or that kind of stuff. You know, as I got older, I mean, it was a good relationship, like you know. I it had its ups and downs, but it was good, yeah. She taught me how to play football, and she had me manage the football. She used to bring me to school, you know, I mean stuff like that. She used to bring me out on the back of a motorbike then later on, and. Used to bring me out bowling and all that kind of stuff, and so she did. Like she, did, she, she spoiled me, as I said. Like she did, and she'd not buy me clothes. And you know what I mean. I was, I didn't want for anything. Like with the whole family, like you know. So, yeah, and I'd be playing football. I suppose was mainly the main memories, and going off and just going off in the park and feeding the ducks. You know, things you do like as a kid or whatever kind of stuff.
1: You know, are you saying that it there it's hard it as a chap actually? drinks a outside of the glimmer, chat Benji, and you say to me, James Wanderl, I'd haven't come down here in the morning, I dare be already probably sleep the door when she'd wake up. If she had two cans straight away, she'd actually hand you, she'd actually give you a can. Look at how many pubs is in this area. From here to the corner,
0: look at this four or five pubs, yeah. and about
1: two or three off well, said We're like... a, a nice of alcoholics anyway.
0: This is it. What you see here? Now you'd see, you'd see Marty there. You'd
1: see her there drinking with other people and that, you know. If you there's one time you were guaranteed to see Marty, and if you like, it was would be that time of the month. Obviously, a a, a female thing. But uh, there was a a camera stared up the road, and Marty actually told, told my partner Sandra. She said, I walked into the chemists, she was that time of the month, and she had a handful of change. And the woman wouldn't give her the pack the packet that she required. And she had to take my jacket off, tie it around my waist, and walk all the way up to Cabra. To go in, have a shower, a change, and whatever. But despite the way Mary's life was, she still tried to keep some of her dignity as best she could. I mean she wasn't proud walking around the streets down the life that she could have had, the life that she had got at one stage. There was never one person not for Mary. there be two, be three, be four. The phone here, to be hopping. Mary there, yeah, hang on again, she'd be on the phone, where are you doing? The phone would be down five minutes, she be up, washed, changed, dressed, gone, out. It wouldn't save for the night, and that'd be literally Monday to Sunday, where people always, they enjoy the company. It was never a dull moment when she's around. they sent send to you, or have to crack, and what have you. Just total James, She's a great person to be around, I have to say. Well, i <coughs> been that bit younger than her. I, I would have noticed that, I'd say, when she probably hit her mid 20s. It was kind of then, you could see, like, you see, Mary was a, soci- a very, very sociable person. Loved her weekends out the whole lot. But it, I wouldn't be 100%, but say I reckon around 25, thereabouts. Then all of a sudden, it wasn't weekend drinking, it was going to the drinking in the evenings. Every second, and then bang! All of a sudden, it was every night. She was literally out drinking every night. There's another house around the corner here. It's a line over like yeah. In go down Boston. to the. Oh, you can't go
0: down way. Can but you go down that way I'm around where the, the corner of the the Regina Charlie? You know where Morning Star Avenue? Yeah, yeah, that you would down have down been a, a dominant area as well for Mary. But she would have stayed in the <coughs> hotels around. there. <coughs> She would have slept outside the door of the hostels as well, I'm sure, at certain times as well, like when
1: they wouldn't let her in, for whatever reason. A lot of the, well, the side of the harmless drinkers now would go up around here, up that lineway. An awful lot of them go up around that lineway. And then if the hostels stand down here, off Brunswick Street... probably see a few down here now at the
0: moment. Yeah. I out. But see they would have been cleared now all these they only not let them
1: hang around here no. because they're all new apartments up there. See but this is it, that's what I'm saying again you see. Saw. It's a noise, hour. that's uh, you'd see an awful lot of them congregating here. I will actually show you a little spot there on the way out. But you'd see loads of congregating around here but now as you look you've a car there which was formerly the Richmond Hospital if apartments there's apartments there I, I wouldn't even, I'd, I'd hate to think what a cause get to get a mortgage and something like that
0: they'd probably have a lot of homeless
1: people they'd probably it's total eat. total and I swear I'd, I'd nearly put a bet in it that the likes of here the monastery, eventually they, they'd be all they'd be leveled that's gone
0: Haven House Haven no? House, House there the was, there was a
1: place there that was for for, for, for women, for women. Well. that's gone got that but look what's going into it now look there you go but they're rich and famous. Mary would have
0: probably stepped, stepped we out there. She'd have slept there at that
1: door. If, if, if she didn't get in on time, that they wouldn't let her in. She'd have to sleep there. But just just look, look at the money, look at the wealth in around this area. I'd say uh, probably her early twenties, thereabouts. Roughly about her early twenties. See, she was going from flat to flat. and It, just, it seemed to happen overnight. I mean, as a family, we don't um, like two weeks maximum. You probably wouldn't see her. There's one thing about Marty, and even as a kid, I was very fashion conscious or whatever. And a lot of us were down to Marty. Even people that were amazed that hadn't seen her for years, and then but she ended up homeless and that, and people you're looking and to discover who it was and like, okay, people don't approach it and say, "Jesus, oh, Jesus oh, Marty, what, what happened or whatever." A few people did they actually said it to me, Jesus can't believe it. Can't believe it. And especially who because you'd never see her in the St. Claus two days on the trot. Always spotless about her appearance, then all of a sudden it was just slowly, slowly, slowly. But you see that was that was the the offset of the, the drinking. The drinking was slowly catching her. And then everything else just diminished.
0: There's a few deaths in the family and she, she got a bit worse then and then it steadily progressed then. Until it got out of hand then. And she couldn't she couldn't stay in the house anymore, like it was just too much. She started staying in hostels and that and then probably on the streets and after that, like, you know.
1: They tried. My father got dressed and tried more times or a talent Marty, look, do this, go there. She actually did go, I think she tried a few places. Um, if I'm not mistaken, she actually ended up down in Kildare at one time. There's some nun or a sister down there some kind of place where I She tried that. But I think she was gone beyond the stage that there. there was literally no tone about it. it a classic George Best scenario. Look what happened to him. Wealthy man, had everything gone for him. But once the drink kicks in, it takes hold of you. There is a point in your life, you, there is no turning back. You, you can't physically take somebody like that without literally putting them in a room, locking the door, and feeding them under under the door. I mean, you may as well imprison them. I mean, that's you, you can't. I mean, okay, people go to prison for certain things they do in life or whatever. They know why they're there. But you, as a, another human being, you can't physically force them. Marty was a very, very free spirit. Very free spirit, thought for herself, done for herself. That was her whole, whole, whole philosophy of life. So we said, well, look, the way she's going, she's going to kill herself in any way. What's the alternative? We got our section done the Mental Health Act, which was actually an option at the time. We're going to kill her in any way. So the, the, the predicament we were in was, well, well what made we turn? How are we going to handle it? I mean, our conscience was always affected in any way by the situation she was in, either way. But for us, to go, either let her go the way she was going, I tried to take control and say, well, look, if you're not prepared to stop, we're prepared to stop you. And then see the other side, how it would affect her that way. So for us to make that decision, and then at the end of the day, she was a grown woman, The whole choices. We hadn't, literally, even it'd be mother, she, she hadn't got the right. Yeah, they would have been worried, obviously, yeah.
0: We went out looking for her and we ring ringing hostels for her, and I'll be trying to get her to go down to Sister Concilio's to, to dry out and all that kind of stuff, you know. But so, I know it's it's easy for someone to think, God, if, if it was someone belonged to them, they'd, they'd do this and they do that. But it's different. I mean, there's nothing you can do. It's like, you know, I mean, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it unless somebody wants to help and really wants it and wants, you know what I mean. I'm not saying she didn't want help she would have but it was just at the stage where it just probably got too much for her like you know she just probably just gave up it's just a penny just drops with it then you know what i mean it's like because you're, you're bouncing your head off a brick wall like i don't mean to be real like i would have loved to see I get sober and sort of life. felt like i really would have but i just realized that she just couldn't do it like it was just too hard for her you know we'll Just show you up there, I suppose this... I'm just showing you here outside, outside the building society. Is it a building society? This, way, this part would the me and Marty as well, and I we used to see her sitting here, but there was a tree here that would have protected her from the shelter, and they actually cut it. They got rid of the tree. Like i have seen her a couple of late times here, like, she would have been drunk, probably, you know, and I would have woke her up a couple of times and it was, she'd be lying there on, on the ground there with a sleeping bag and that, and we just just feel so bleeding sad, like, me had to just break, like, you know, I'd be going home crying, like, upset, leaving her and there's nothing that I could do, like, you know, I mean, there'd be times then I'd bring her up to the house and... But the next day she be just gone again. Like she would be gone for drink. Like just the drink had so much of a hold over. Like you know, that's what I believe. Now other people might say that but just the drink had so much of a hold over. Like that she couldn't just. Just, just terrible. Like you know. It's sad. And then they cut the tree down as well. Like which, you know what I mean. That says it all, really, doesn't it? Because it was given. They would have had good shelter. Because the tree came right over that gate there. And it was out, so they would have had good shelter, like, you know, so... It's just sad the way people, they don't... They disregard, you know, somebody else like that, you know? piece of dirt, like, you know? This is Kenny, Marty's younger brother.
3: a good few years ago, I remember that time... uh, A cousin of mine was over here now, on a couple of weeks, going on a week's holidays or something... And uh, we took her out, and a husband, uh, I sat with a husband there, come over. And uh, we went out one night, and we were, I think we, we uh, came in about 10, 11 o'clock that night. And there was, uh, the guards were outside my door. And uh, and who was it? Uh, only Marty. And the guard said to me, do you know this person? And I said, yeah she's my sister and he said uh, do you want us to take her away you're me at door and I said no leave her there I said and the only reason why that Mary came over here was uh, she wanted to uh, see her cousin because, because her cousin was uh, staying with me at the time so I put her into the car and I, I was bringing her back over on the north side and uh, she started picking on me then in the car there she started uh, getting a bit aggressive in my car so i was half afraid and that night though it was lashing now and uh, when i was bringing her over uh, she started picking on me and saying that uh, you're no good in the family because as I say, that's the way drink can get you. Like it can they give you a terrible, uh, the false couragement. So, uh, so I had to pull the car up and I couldn't go any further. And this was on the unfirmly on road, Jussaw Park Eight Street. And and I said to her, to her, no, I said, Mary, I'm not taking you any further unless uh, you're quieting up. And she didn't. And I left her there in in the puddings around because she was totally drunk and I turned that car and I went back home and I felt sorry for her. I pitied that.
1: I used to drink in the pub in Manor Street there in the, the Glenman and uh I was there one I think it was one Friday, you know, probably going back maybe seven years ago. And I went in the Friday sat with a friend of mine and girlfriend and uh you're we sitting there and the girlfriend was at the end the toilet again. She, she chased some poor girl out of the toilet, She said, God love her, she's homeless. She said, she's having a few beers my girlfriend I said, actually gave her a fiver. And when she came in, she was sitting there telling me, my friend, and his girlfriend. And I was saying, "So that's my sister. She looked at me, she said, yeah, you're winding me up. I said, I swear to God, so i bet you any amount of money. I said, that's my sister. And lo and behold, it was. Mate Martin went up. He went over and actually just stuck his head in the door, saying that she's coming out. She was actually coming out of the door of the, the ladies. Lo and behold, it was her. i a bit of that cold night in particular. Miley had a couple of cans she went go into the ladies' toilet now everybody knew her there wasn't a person in the pub in fairness to them that would actually come out and say it to Susan or Willie uh, Miley's or whoever whether they know by name or what would actually say she's in the toilet drinking so they knew everybody literally everybody knew her around the the Dublin 7 area so they'd never they never, never actually say that she's in there get her out of the toilets whatever and the owners obviously had a problem with her
0: It's one of the flats here that, that Joe was saying that they turned water out all of them, like, you know. So I'm here on my own now because I don't want Martin coming down because I know he would probably get upset and he would probably get angry. And even though I'm angry, I'm upset myself. He'd probably come back and, you know, he'd vent his anger out. And, you know what I mean? I wouldn't like him to do that because he'd only upset himself, you know, get into trouble. But, yeah, it's just... I'm feeling sad now just thinking about it, like, you know. It's just like... I could just picture them, like, just... Just sitting there, like, probably minding their own business, you know what I mean? Not minding, and then just someone just, just throwing water out, like, totally unprovoked. Like, there'd be no need for it. Like, it... how I'm thinking about how Marty felt, she probably would have felt degraded enough as it was on the streets and Joe, and then help to feel like that someone else can make them feel that bit more degraded by throwing something over them and making them feel, like, that bit less, like, you know? It just upsets me, you know? It just upsets me, but... You know what I mean, I'll... I'm not gonna get angry over, you know, because Marty wouldn't want me to get angry over, you know. I just just what can you say, like, you know, you're just nothing like, you know. And there's another off license there that Marty would have been buying a lot of alcohol, they would have known it out as well, so I walk in this area like so I'd have been up and down this area a lot and after a while. It just becomes second nature, like, you know, like, when I do stop and I'm at the traffic lights and I'm in the, the van and I'm walking and then I, it just stands. on me, like, and it just brings it over me, like, you know, and it's just, what can you do, like, there's nothing you can do, you can just, she's not on the streets anymore, like, I know that my, I don't know how that sounds, but I know when I'm looking out the cold and the night time and it's raining, I know that Mary's not out there. And that might be selfish of me, but at least I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there because, like, when you're in your bed at night and you're, you're, you're wondering where is she and, you know what I mean, and is she out there, is she is she safe, is she in a doorway, you know, it's just, do you know what I mean, it's just hard, but that's... Could you imagine how it was for her? And there's me giving out. Well, I'm not giving out, I'm just saying, like, it's hard, but it was obviously harder for her, like, you know what I mean, if she was out and, like, you know, and, it's just sad, like
3: it just makes me sad, like you know, to think of it, like you know. I don't. I don't think uh, it it could register with me until I really seen her, her out on the street, and I've happened when uh, boy her more times though, uh, the, in the car and that. Because I walk on the north side a lot and I've often seen her. And they'll be passing by her and and she would be with all her friends. They were all the down and outs. And I used to, it be a shame of her. And then uh, somebody then told me uh, that that's not her fault. And then after that then I just said, God, maybe you're right there. You're... Uh, so now and again then I often stopped. And I often talked to her, and uh, and Marty would, would always, we nearly want to hug you. And the words was, and uh, she always said, I love you, you're my brother, and all that. And and that, and they're lovely, they lovely moments. Yeah, it was saying, look, we're sitting here now,
1: and in- Price Street car park outside Tesco's there's a man there there was has got one, two, three three containers of empty bottles beer bottles wine bottles you know the whole lot and you've what three five eight ten bottle banks and then there's a couple there on the far side and there you go there's people and I was, what I was saying there's nothing to say that the man he assume has a home there nice car job we assume and there's nothing to say that that man, this year, next year, any time down the road, could end up out on the streets the way my sister did. There's nothing to say that.
0: Joe, who we've mentioned a few times, was Marty's partner on the streets. He was the last person to see her alive. Joe now lives in the warehouse in the industry.
2: I knew Marty years, but then we got together and we stood together. He did. But Ma'am's on the street a long time. I was on the street now, for a long time ago. But me and Ma used to get a drink every morning. We woke up every morning. We used to go down to um, Manor Street, London. And Ma used to go me. we get a drink for us. We'd we bring us uh, across the road at the bus stop. We, we were happy. I'd done everything for Mary. I did. I done everything for Mary. Because mine looked after me and I looked after each other. Mary knew it and I knew it. Mine loved me and I loved Mary. That's the truth. We got on together. Well, we have our mishaps, you know, arguments, you know, walking down like, but we were happy, me and Mary. She was my partner. So we went on Manor Street one day. And this chap came along, sat beside us, and a match coat was on the ground. He grabbed the coat and went off. And what was in the coat was an inhaler. See, so mine's sort of asthma. So this chap took the coat. And was in the coat? Uh, uh, inhalers. In Manchester. That's why I lost Mary. She had no inhalers. I lost Mary. So what can I do? But she didn't she didn't die there. I ran down the road to get the animals. When I came, she said she, she not know too good. But then after she died in James and the matter hospital. Well uh I just think about it. I know. When I die, I'm going to meet Mary, you know, because Mary's meant for me.
0: And at the end, it was a bit of a tragedy, like, you know what I mean? But she made a difference to my life, so, was her life, like, I don't mean that in a selfish way, she made a difference to my life. She made a difference to my brother's life, like, you know what I mean, a positive, she would have made a lot of difference, positive impact on other people's lives, so it wasn't a waste of a life, like, by no means, like, it was just, just a tragic end, I was such a good person, like, you know what I mean, and such a sad end, and, like, you know what I mean, and that person like that, so full of life, and, you know what I mean, with goals and dreams and all that kind of stuff, and everything, like, and just... Ending up like that, like, the end, like, the way it ended, like, it wasn't nice. Like, no, they should have to, you know what I mean, die that way, you know. You know what I mean? She obviously saved me life, probably. It should be known. She's probably saved me from going into a home, into in a school, you know. So, yeah, I would have owed a lot to her. I mean, I really do. But I can pay her back by just getting out with me life and, and living the best of me life that I can, like, you know what I mean? Just continue on where she started, what her whole plans were like for me to have a good life and better opportunities that I probably wouldn't have got. You know mean? My family home, like in, in Oliver Gone. So, yeah, just continue on that and make her proud, hopefully, you know.
3: When she wasn't drinking, uh, ah, she was an angel. Well, she's an angel now. I don't think any of the family will, and none of us won't forget her because there are times that I've often been in drove around the city. ...and places where I often saw Marty sitting. And the first thing that hits me is... ...Marty was sitting there. You know, and even though uh, you say that now... Uh, ...there's still a few of them... ...going around... Uh, sit, uh, ...sitting in them places. But now, in the last uh, few months I noticed... ...I haven't seen... ...I haven't seen the, the few that was with Marty... I don't know where they ever, ever went to you know if, if uh, they died or not. You know, I haven't a clue. I
0: was just coming to a flat down here, Marty used to live in. Not just down past the next building. Hello. How are your house How's things? Hello. Just down past the next one. Number, I think it's number five, Prussia Street. That's where Marty used to live. So I even have memories of Mary living there. Even, like, our life was manageable at the time, you know, and I remember I living there and I used to stay in the flat where I like, you know. So that would remind me of of Mary, that house, like, as I'm going by, like, you know. I suppose um, suppose Martin was talking about that that chap with the bottle bank and all that kind of stuff, but every every alcoholic has a different rock bottom. It's just Mary's rock bottom is just, like, at the end of the road, like on the streets, like it couldn't really get any worse. Well, death, like you know, but other people have rock bottoms and it doesn't look that bad. On the outside, they might look like their life is good, but on the inside, it, it could be like, you know what I mean? It could be in ribbons, like you know. But th- this house here, number five, that's where Mary used living, that round there, ground floor there. That flash used to live in there. So it brings up back a few memories. The house is giant, but yeah. This whole area is changing, but I still see Marty everywhere. Yeah, that it is weird. It's surreal, like just standing here, you know. And it suppose it's sad that you're not gonna see her anymore when you come down to these places or any of that kind of stuff, you know. But life goes on, you know. And that's it, really, you know. That's it. It's like look at the changes now. Like she would have probably she wouldn't have got to see if you look down if you look down Manor Street there now at the end of Manor Prussia Street where it becomes Manor Street. You can see the the old and the new. There's the new. Look at the 14 story tower in um, Smithfield. And that would have been a, a major place for um, them around the Jemison as well for homeless people coming to the tower for the heat before it got all done up, you know. So. I knew I moved today, Pat McCaffrey. Remember, used to manage Marty? Yeah. Why do you see him every
1: night?
2: Yeah,